I just got finished um, taking my dad to the to a doctor's appointment. He's been having some trouble with his feet, and he walks very, 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 very slow. And he also is very hard of hearing. So I I get to my dad's house and right away he starts barking orders and I'm like dad what's wrong he goes what's wrong with me what's wrong with you and I was like dad you seem very upset and I'm not really sure what to do here and he's like well haven't you you've done this with me before and I said Yes, I said, but you didn't take your walker with you and you're pointing at it and making me feel stupid like I'm supposed to know this. I said, we're still getting to know how to operate working together. Okay, I, 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 I'm trying to help you. He goes, oh yeah, last time you took me, they had, a, they had wheelchairs at the other hospital. This one I don't think has wheelchairs. So we're going to take my walker. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm just trying to help you, Dad. And he was like, okay. And I was like, all right. Um, so I take him. And he doesn't, he, he doesn't hear very well again. He doesn't hear very well. So people are constantly yelling. And then we're wearing masks. And so it's, it's a little... Um, embarrassing when your father's like, God damn it, fuck, fuck this, fuck that, fuck. I don't fucking know why, you know, and you're just sitting, you're just like, <sighs> okay, um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, Dad. I know you're frustrated. It's all right. And the, um, the admin and the doctors and the staff are, you know, they see it all the time, so they're probably immune, but I'm still kind of like, <sighs> my dad has always been this way, always, and I have learned to just remain calm, and there's sometimes where I'm having a bad day, or there's things going on in my life, and he'll be the last straw, and I recognize that. But my role right now is to help my father. I committed to that and I will continue to do that for him. With that being said, I'm learning that, so my mom would always say, better one crazy than two, but she'd say it in Spanish. Um, and it just makes me think that when he gets like this, um, I, I've had in my working adult life, when I was in my 20s and my 30s, how I would hear, and I did primarily um, manufacturing. So I, also, I worked with 20, 30, 40, 50 year old women. And of course, women talk to each other. And the woman, women would be, you know, in their late 40s, early 50s, talking about how they're taking care of an elderly parent. And they would just come to work. And mind you, we were working 12-hour shifts. 
And if I saw any of the parents, it was for a few minutes. Like, hi, how are you? You meet them, you know, you go on, you know, because you'd run into them in the store or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, I don't understand why you're complaining so much about this. This is your parent, right? Because who who hasn't heard this? Your parents took care of you your whole life. The least you can do is take care of them. You know, that's real easy to say when that task has not been handed to you just yet. So, I am understanding the frustration of working with an elderly parent who has never taken care of their health. Now, before you get all angry and, you know, how dare she and clutching your fucking pearls and all of that, let me remind you that I am on, I am on a quest to destroy diet culture because why is there more sick people than healthy people? That is a legitimate question, and if you cannot answer that or just say, oh, well, that's just what happens when you get older, no. That is not, it is not normal to fucking fall apart and have a horrible quality of life. I've worked manufacturing and I've worked in corporate offices. I have lived diet culture and I am currently living a healthy lifestyle. So I've been on both sides of the coin and I know which one works for me. Period. Moving on. My parents didn't ever I don't even think they understood what quality of food meant or quality of movement. That wasn't anything that um, they felt pertained to them. Because why? Because that's what they saw growing up. Okay? It is 2021. There have been numerous studies. There has been numerous papers there's been there's statistics there is so much science behind understanding getting up for a purpose having somewhere to go how you feel depending on the type of foods you eat and again you do not have to eat perfect the type of exercise that you get There's thousands of different kinds of exercises, not just one. There's also rest. You need your rest. Okay? I know what I'm talking about. If this makes you angry, there's a reason for that. For some people, this is going to resonate with them. They're going to be like, holy shit. This woman knows what she's talking about. Yes, I do. Back to my dad. So my dad, hard of hearing... He gets very, every time he has to go to the doctor, he gets very anxious. I've noticed he gets very anxious, which makes me 
very anxious. And one of us has to be in control of the situation or I'm going to leave him in the hospital and jump out a third story window. Okay. I, there was a, um, a doctor on, I want to say, the Oprah show. And there was a suit called the Agnes suit. And it was about a mother that moved in with her daughter. And it was very frustrating for the both of them. Like they just could not, they couldn't do it. And I'll tell you why. Lack of understanding. Lack of compassion. Lack of experience. Lack of ever living like this before. You have a mother that was getting older. Her joints were, were, were getting stiffer. Her, uh, uh, they weren't getting lubed up as much. She had arthritis. She wasn't as strong as she used to be. And then there's the daughter who's in the prime of her life, right? In her uh, late 20s, early 30s, maybe mid-30s. Okay, this was, I want to say almost 20 years ago, and I still remember it to this day. Because it made a point of they had the daughter wear the Agnes suit and try to reach something on one of the cabinets above her, and she struggled. She was like, um, I can't reach my arm far enough. Yeah, that's how your mother feels. And that's why she asks you to do things for her. Now, knowing that, knowing that you have to help the person that birthed you and raised you, there's a feeling of loyalty and commitment that you just, you're just going to do it. You're just going to do it because society says they raised you. You owe them. Okay, this is what I'm trying to stop from happening because it's happening to me. I don't, I don't want to burden my children more than I have to because of my skill issue, right? Because it's a will, a will issue or a skill issue or both. Now, my father is not a burden. He would feel like a burden if I didn't know or understand or have that compassion of what he's going through. Does he frustrate me sometimes? Absolutely. And the frustration comes purely from watching him disintegrate in front of my eyes. I already watched my mother die in front of me day by day for three and a half years. Now I'm watching my father. My father was a very strong, independent man. He was in the Navy for 22 years. He's used to barking orders. He's used to people tell, he's used to telling people what to do and they just do it. My father's a veteran, very proud man took care of his family, no ifs, ands, or buts. There was times my father worked two jobs so that we could have Christmas. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, um, an excellent one at that, at, with that. <laughs> Anybody could tell you my mother was the epitome of motherhood. Snacks when you got home from school, 
made sure the house was clean, made sure her man was fed, all the kids were taken care of. Like, like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That This is the type of household that I grew up in. The traditional um, Catholic family. My mother uh, was Catholic and she stayed home. She was a stay-at-home mother and wife. And my dad was in the Navy for 22 years and then he uh, retired and then he started working for um, uh, a nuclear power plant and then he got laid off from there and he went and worked for the state of New Mexico um, as uh, he was in charge of maintenance for all of the schools in uh, New Mexico. They were married uh, 50, 50 years. So, there are times where I have to back up. And I notice when I talk calmly to my father, he settles down. So he gets, again, very anxious, I've noticed, when he goes to the, he does he hates going to the doctor. I mean, hates it. Like, if he goes to the doctor, there's something seriously wrong. Okay. My father uh, survived uh, prostate cancer. Um, so he's been cancer-free for, I want to say, six years now. Um, had, uh, he had 42 radiation treatments, so a month and a half, almost a month and a half of radiation treatments. And it really um, destroyed him physically. I'm happy he's still here. But his quality of life is poor. And he will not change. I've tried introducing different things, incorporating different things. Hey, Dad, you know, maybe you want to do some armchair exercises or, you know, nope, 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 nope. And I've just decided I am going to at least make sure to give him the quality of life that he wants. Um, I, obviously, I can't give him the one that he deserves because he won't listen. You can only do so much. And I, I'm not going to spend the rest of his days fighting with him. I'm not going to do it. What I will do is keep him company. I will go get his groceries. I will do his laundry. I will clean up the kitchen. Um, I am helping him currently clean up the basement because there's probably a good maybe a hundred boxes down there of memories and things and so he wants me to clear out that basement and I'm like all right uh, the last two to three weeks he had me clearing out my mother's room um, took almost two years to go in there and start doing that because she's not coming back mom's not coming back and everybody grieves differently and my father is lonely. My father is in poor health. My father is my father. And I'll be damned if I don't go help him, go see him, go keep him company. Now, other family members feel differently. I can only do what I can live with. And that's what I can live with being with my dad till his last day so 
doesn't mean that I'm not human. It doesn't mean that he doesn't frustrate me sometimes or make me feel like a little girl when he starts yelling. I asked my dad, he goes, I go, dad, I said, do you have hearing aids? He goes, yeah, I've had them for several years. And I'm, I'm like, and you don't use this. So we had a conversation on the way home. He wanted Popeye's chicken. So of course I'm going to go get a Popeye's chicken. And I, I just, I was like, God, dad has uh, TRICARE for life and Medicare. Like, you know, because he's always looking at me with that confused look like, what did they say? He goes, he goes, when you talk to me, you sound angry. And I was like, oh, because I get louder because he's looking at me and I'm trying to um, enunciate, enunciate better and so that he can hear me. And I said, I said, is, I, I said, I did definitely, that is not, you know, where I'm coming from. I said, I think I get louder because you can't hear me. He goes, you sound like you're angry with me. And I'm like, okay. I said, he goes, this is what he says to me. He goes, Mija, can you try slowing down and talking in a normal tone? And I was like, he, go, he goes, ask me a question. And I said, hi, how are you today? And he goes, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking. Now ask me another question. And so I did it like two or three more times. And I spoke in a normal tone and I slowed down. And he heard every word I said. And I'm like, see, dad? I was like, see what happens? You know, I didn't say it like that, but I was like, boy, this communication thing is, is, is going to work out just great because I go, I'm sure you get frustrated that you can't hear me. And he goes, yeah, people start yelling at me. And so I just stopped talking and I'm like, oh, okay. And then, um, um, I, I introduced him to two new restaurants because he goes to the same ones all the time. I'm like, Jesus. So I told him about Chiba Hut and the best BLT ever. And he was looking at me like, oh. And I said, and next to Chiba Hut is Fuzzy's Tacos. He's like, I haven't heard of these new places. And I'm like, well, I'll write them down for you. He goes, yeah, and I'll look them up. So I was cleaning up the kitchen when we got home and after we ate. And he was like, oh, mija, this food looks delicious. And I'm like, yeah. We need to we need to get you to try some new things. He was like, "Yeah, I need to I need to try some new things." I'm like, I'm like, "It's okay, dad. It's all right." So, I said, "Dad, we're it's going to take time for us to be used to being around one another and understanding one another. We come from g- different generations. Like, we haven't spent this much time together because I would come once a week. I'd come once a week to come see my dad for about 2 hours and go run an errand or whatever with him. And now I'm seeing him three days a week. So that's my story for today. I know I've been talking about my my dad a lot lately, but how I'm not giving up on my dad. I refuse. I didn't do it with my mother, but my mother was a whole, my mother was a fucking saint. Like my mother was the sweetest, kindest, most generous, loving, compassionate 
person in the world. Like there's like I, I don't even know where I could end with how much I could say about her. My dad <laughs> My dad is an old navy dog retired. And he's always done things his way. He has always um, you know, barked orders. It's his way or no way. Like they were complete my parents were complete opposites and they were married 50 years. They were together 52. So when I start to get frustrated, I know it's because I have other things going on or I forget that he's not in a good place. And I have to have more compassion. And when I treat him like that, he backs up, he backs down, he becomes more gentle with me. And that is the reaction that I want. I can't yell and scream at him and ignore him and tell him ugly things and expect him to respond the way I want him to. When I'm calm and when I'm gentle and I ask questions and I say, I'm here to help you, I can see it. I can see it click in his mind. He gets it. Dad, you're hurting me with the things that you're saying and the things that you're doing. And I appreciate that he recognizes that and says, okay. I get emotional because I'm not going to have him forever. And if you knew how much this man helped me when I was just always, always in pain and always drifting in and out of consciousness and when I needed help, the man never told me no, ever. Never, ever, ever has this man told me no. And I remember one day just having a bad day because Mia, come over, I'll make coffee, we'll have breakfast, it'll be okay. This was before my mom died. He goes, just come over, just come over, it'll be okay. I'm a grown fucking woman, I'm a grown ass woman, and my dad still says, he, he sees when I'm really, really just not okay. And he's learned to hug me and tell me that he loves me. He didn't used to be that way. So I feel like, I feel like as I'm helping him, he's helping me heal. I feel like we're helping each other heal from a lot of stuff that he's been through in his life and how I grew up. And it just means a lot to me. It just means so much to me to have this, this time with him because he's not going to be here someday. And I'm not going to live with regret in anything in my life. I won't do it. I won't do it.